0: Welcome to Grow It Minnesota, the podcast about growing fruit, vegetables, flowers, and anything else in a cold, cold climate. I'm Mary Shear, a home gardener and author of the book, The Northern Gardener, From Apples to Zinnias. On this program, we talk to some of the best gardeners in the Midwest, so you can grow a more productive, beautiful garden, no matter the weather. Let's get on to today's guest welcome everybody today my guest is Susan Betts who's a very experienced herbalist and herb grower and the author of a brand new book called herbal house plants grow beautiful herbs indoors and even though it's the time of year where we're just about to go outside with our gardening if the temperatures in Minnesota ever get above 40 degrees overnight um, we're it's still good to grow these herbs indoors because most of the year we spend indoors as northern gardeners. So Susan, tell me a little bit about how you got interested in herbs.
1: Well, first, I'd like to say thank you, Mary, for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. When I got interested in herbs, it was back in the 80s, and I became interested in them by way of dried flowers. I was interested in making dried flower arrangements. Um, and so I collect things from the wild, and then I moved to Coldwater, Michigan, and I joined an herb study group. I mean, it opened up a whole new world for me, and it was just wonderful, all the different things that I learned, and it was all different age groups, um, and the focus was herbs, and I could use the herbs in my dried flower arrangements, but then I also discovered that they just have a multitude of uses in and out of the house, and also, um, I love the stories that are attached to them. Um, each plant has a story to tell, a past, a present, and hopefully a future. Um, and so they're just really fascinating plants. And they have something for for everyone. And it's just a comfortable place to be in the garden. Mm-hmm.
0: And are you self-taught or were you a horticulturist at some point?
1: I'm self-taught, but I am an, an advanced master gardener. And I have taken many, many... Um, classes over the years. But that's one of the wonderful things about gardening. If you join, whether it be herbs or whatever plants you decide to grow, if you surround yourself with um, educated people or get into the right groups and things like that. I also belong to the Herb Society of America for um, close to 40 years. And it's a very interesting um, group of people very focused on herbs, um, botanists, horticulturalists, self-taught gardeners. It's just a a real great group of people, um, but serious about the study of herbs. So it's been a long journey, but an interesting one.
0: This isn't your first book either, right? No, no. I think I've read one other one by you.
1: (laughs) Well, I wrote Neighboring with Nature um, because I'm very interested in conservation and native plants focus of that book was native plants from an herbal perspective. And most of us that grow herbs Mm -hmm. indoors or out, a lot of them were used, they have a long history of use um, by Native Americans. And there are, if you go and look at an herb garden, you'll often see a lot of native plants in, in that garden.
0: Well, tell us, what, when you're growing an herb indoors, what, do you, what, does, what does that herb need inside? And is it much different from what they need outside?
1: It's very different from um, what they need outside. Uh, because if you, if you think about it, if you're growing plants outside, you have Mother Nature to help you. And you need where you place your herbs indoors is very important. So it's a little bit different than just growing house plants. When you're growing indoor herbs indoors, you're actually indoor gardening. So when you decide that you want to start growing herbs, they need at least five or six hours of sunlight a day, a good south-facing window. Um, that's very important. So you need to look over your indoor environment. And then look at the plants because not all herbs are successful indoors. And some of them, their growth habit is not would not be accommodating inside or they just have personalities that they really are outdoor plants. So it's very important to mm-hmm. um, know the herb before you bring it inside. And when you talk about herbs, given the variety and diversity, of amount of herbs that you can pick to grow inside. I usually tell people to just start with the plant itself and its growth re- requirements. You know, and one way that I do that is I always think about where the plant originates from, um, because that can give you clues to um, how to grow that plant, how much sunlight it needs, you know, soil considerations and things like that. And then if you had, if you look at the botanical name, and some people don't like botanical names, but they actually are pretty helpful, that will also give you clues to, to how to grow the plant inside.
0: Can you give me an example of that? Yeah,
1: lavender. Take, for example, lavender. That's a Mediterranean herb. Um, it likes dry soil, a lot of bright light. Um, it does not like dampness. Um, and so when you a plant like that, you definitely have to accommodate its its growth needs with the light, the watering, all those things you have to be very careful with. And sometimes I'll actually move my indoor herbs around the house for different lighting because like yourself, Michigan has a lot of gray days. And so, but I have a lot of windows so I I can move the plants around And as I said, I participate with them indoors and they participate with me. So it's a, as I said, it's a reciprocal relationship. It's not, you know, more than purely decorative. You know, they need more, but they'll give you more back. The other thing you want to think about when you grow plants indoors, and it's something that you think about outside, is if you know the life expectancy of your plant, you know better how to care for its future. And so say something like basil or cilantro, that's a short-lived herb. Even out in my herb garden, I will, you know, replace that several times a year. So a plant like cilantro or basil, you'll replace those throughout the year as opposed to maybe a mint that will last a lot longer, um, that has a longer, um, it's a perennial plant. So its life cycle is, is a lot longer and that will help you you know, knowing the life cycle of your plant and will help you better take care of it.
0: Yeah. So if you're growing a basil indoors and then it kind of poops out at the end of the winter or or at some time period, you shouldn't feel bad about that. No. And... Right. It's not like you killed it. It just was done.
1: You, Yes, it's done. And if you're not killing some plants... As Dr. Armitage once said, Alan Armitage, he said, you're not growing them. And so I think it's very important. You're going to lose some. And then one of the other things I consider when I grow herbs indoors, there's three types of plants. There's the transients that, you know, like the gift plants that you receive um, that are short plant. They're sort of like a fresh flower arrangement. They're not going to last that long Mm -hmm. inside. So the important thing is to enjoy them while you have them and take care of them. And then, you know, when they're done, they're done. Um, And then there's the more hardy, long-lived plants that you can bring in. And one of them that I really like to grow is cardamom. Um, It's a real pretty, you know, looks almost like a palm, but it has fragrant leaves. And that's more long-lived. And so for a plant like that, I know exactly where I'm going to put it. Um, and I pick the plant to fit a place in the house, you know, more of, of, as a decorative thing. Um, and I, I leave it there. But I, before I bring that plant into the house, I know exactly where I'm going to put it. I know what the indoor environment is, you know, what the sunlight is, you know, how I'm going to take care of that plant. And so those plants are a lot more easygoing. And then there's those plants, I like to call them good friend plants. Those are the plants, you know, the herbs that you bring in and somebody tells you about the plant and then you discover it and you think, oh, I want to grow that plant. And you do, but it might be short-lived. One of those plants for me is called Corsican Mint. It's a teeny little mint and it's not long-lived and I grow up, I buy the plants a couple times a year, but the fragrance of that plant, it's worth taking care of. I, I almost treat it like a guest. Coming into the house, you know, I make sure the environment's right for that plant. Um, just like as I said, you would guess. So those are like the three types of plants that you you bring in and out. But if you keep that in mind, I think that will help yeah. you be successful.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great way to think about it. Yeah. So when you talk about getting the environment just right for these plants indoors, um, I mean, you're looking obviously for natural light. Do you? supplement the light or do you supplement the, the moisture? Because in a northern climate, of course, we have very dry houses in the winter.
1: And that's a very important consideration. Um, humidity, air circulation, and watering are very important. And I, like yourself, have a dry house in the winter. So I have, my, I have plant stands and there's trays on those plant stands and they're filled with gravel and I'll set the plants on there and there's water um, in those trays, but the pots aren't sitting in the trays. Um, And so that increases, you know, the humidity and and moisture um, in the house. And the other thing you want to be very careful with is air circulation. Herbs like fresh air and they like really good um, air circulation, like lavender, very important to have good air circulation. So that's something that you definitely want to consider. and then watering how you water these plants is very important. I like to water my plants um, in the morning if in the winter so that they have time you know there's not water sitting and you want to make sure you empty the saucers so there's not water sitting in the saucers.
0: So, but what I wanted to ask about supplemental lighting. Do you use supplemental lights for some herbs or is it all window light?
1: No, I do use supplemental lights. And that's one of the great things that's happened in horticulture in the past 10 years. We not only have more compact dwarf plants that do well inside, especially herbs, grow lights, LED lights are a lot more effective and efficient than they were before. I mean, you can I have some that I just attach to tables, you know, the clamp on the table, and use it over my herbs during certain times when the weather is really overcast or they need the supplemental light. And I will use the um, that for a lavender plant, perhaps, or any gray plants that I have inside. But one of the, if your listeners are interested, this is a great book. Um, it's called "Gardening Under Lights: The Complete Guide for Indoor." Growers and she covers herbs in here, but she really um, goes into depth about all the different types of lights you can use the grow lights that you can use inside. And one of the things about grow lights, the um, movement to grow cannabis has made people become, you know, the market and what's available now is a lot better than it was 20 years ago. So, and Gardener's Way yeah. is another, it's a catalog, but you can go there and they have a whole section to read about the different types of grow lights you can use. But I do use a high performance LED light. Years ago, I used fluorescent lights. And now those babies have been sitting down in my basement for a couple of years.
0: Yeah. And I'll put a link in the show notes to those books that you just mentioned so that people can go find them if they're, if they're interested in following up. So one of the other things I noticed in your book is you are a huge fan of clay pots rather than plastic or other types of pots. Why? What is it about clay pots that you think is important?
1: Well, the one reason I I like the aesthetics of the clay pots, Um, they're beautiful and you can, um, herbs seem to, different pots work better for other herbs, like I use deep. Clay pots um, for my parsley plants when, when I grow them inside because of their tap root, and then you can use a shallower, shallower clay pot. You know, for your times, they're in. They're better for the environment, and I tend to take better care, mm-hmm. more careful um, tending my plants when they're in the clay pots because it, it's just they're beautiful and. But they're also one of the important things about using clay pots is you can control the environment in that pot. I mean, you can watch the water and it, the air um, flow for the roots, uh, you know, is works very well. I mean, the plants are happier and herbs really don't like wet feet.
0: Right, right, and you could the, the water seems to evaporate out of them a little better. A little better. I think I learned that in your book. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you use for a soil mix with your indoor herbs?
1: I um, have a a mix where I use it's a I use a soil mixture, soil based mixture, and then I will add um, some compost, some vermiculite or perlite. You know, so herbs like airy soil and then i add some green sand and in my book i have the you know the the amounts there's a lot of soils on the market nowadays a lot more than than there used to be but i like to mix a few things up for myself i have a greenhouse too and so i just mm-hmm. i think soil is very important for your plants
0: what does uh, what does the green sand offer to the plant? It
1: has minerals, um, a little more minerals in it. It's not exactly a fertilizer, but it it adds
0: because but because generally herbs don't need a lot of fertilizer,
1: right. right? And that's not heavy. It's not a heavy thing. It's just a, it's I just add some in. No, you don't want to over fertilize your herbs but when they're growing in pots, you got to remember you're watering them constantly and that's all going down through the soil, so they do need a little bit of fertilizer. And I always do like a 10-10-10 or a 15-15-15, you know, something real light. And I will fertilize them maybe a little bit more when they start to grow in the spring, but through the winter, um, I don't add a lot of fertilizer. The the thing I I would like your listeners to Think about is it's just really important to read your plants, you know, read them and pay attention to them and they'll tell you what they need. But, you know, being observant. Yeah.
0: yeah. What are you looking for from your plants? I mean, so droopiness, you know, that kind of thing, or, or what kinds of signs will they send you?
1: Well, sometimes droopiness, like a rosemary, they're pretty finicky and if they dry out, they'll die. You know, if they dry totally out and you can look at their leaves and watch. I mean, if they start to curl up a little bit, um, you just want to be, you, mm-hmm. you'll know that they um, need water. But I think it's just with time and experience, you just start watching them. And they'll, as I said, they'll, they'll tell you if they're, and you want to check the pot to make sure that you know that the, they're watered all the way through; that that it's not dry at the bottom. Because some sometimes I've made the mistake of not totally, you know, letting the water all the way run all the way through, and then letting the plant sit a little bit, and then emptying the saucer an hour or two later. As I said when we first started this, they don't have Mother Nature. The one thing about growing herbs indoors is they're dependent upon the gardener. Every single one of their needs. in the gardener is you.
0: It's a big responsibility. um,
1: Tina Marie Wilcox is an herbalist at the Ozark Folk Center in Arkansas. And she said they're like um, little baby infants, human infants. You know, you really have to watch. But as I said, it's rewarding and it's worth it. But it's not like growing a succulent.
0: Yeah, yeah. Those are the. If you want to start out simple, start with the succulents. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk a, a little bit about some of the problems you might see indoors. Um, and you do discuss some of these in your book. But but what are the most common issues that uh, someone who's growing herbs indoors is going to face in terms of pests or diseases or anything?
1: I think um, one that you sort of noted is fungus gnats they're
0: my best friend
1: <laughs> I think um, that's part of growing plants indoors but you don't want them to get you don't want to get them out of hand and so that um, yeah. Yeah. how you water your plants what time of day you water them is very important you know that they're getting good air circulation is is also very important spider mites like some of the woody stem herbs like um, bay I've, I have a couple large bays. They can get scale. I have not, to be honest, a lot of problems with pests and insects. And if something gets really out of hand, I usually just toss it.
0: Right. And I think sometimes people are afraid to just throw out a plant that for some reason or another is insect infested or whatever. And for the sake of your other plants, it's better to get rid of them.
1: Right. It is. And and replace it. So, but aphids, um yeah. spider mites, um molds and fungus from improper watering techniques, you know, how you water um are you can be a problem. But one thing that's special about herbs is you know, they have that fragrance in their leaves and stuff. Even in the herb garden, I've never had a lot of problems with with pests.
0: Because they're repelled by the, by the scent? Some of the
1: scent, yeah, or the taste. You know, the best defense is a, is a good defense. You know, and if you're um, indoor environment, you're taking care of it, you're pruning your plants, you're getting rid of all the dead debris, the dropped leaves, so that the fungus gnats, or they don't have anything to live in under, um, you know, on top of potting mm-hmm. soil. Another thing that's really wise to do is, Occasionally cultivate the top of your potting soil, you know, real lightly. I don't know if you're familiar how sometimes that crust starts to form over the soil from over. Right. So if you break that up um, and then one of the things that I like to do is occasionally I'll water my plants with a a weak hydrogen peroxide solution that adds oxygen to the soil And it does kill aphids and spider mites and fungus gnats don't like it either. So it's a simple way to just kind of be preventative.
0: And how, when you say weak, what is it like a tablespoon per gallon or how weak is the mixture?
1: I think I use about two tablespoons of peroxide to a gallon.
0: The question that comes up at this time of year is: Do you recommend that people move their herbs outside for the summer?
1: Yes, I do. They like to go on vacation too. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so, what are the benefits for the for you for the herbs being outside?
1: The the fresh air, you know, no, rain. It's just mm-hmm. they, they're just it's it's as I said, it's like a vacation. You know, they're out of the um, environment, the indoor environment. They're, you know, the wonderful thing about it too is they're decorative outside. When you move those pots out and place them around on your balcony, your garden, around in your garden or your terrace, Um, they're they're pretty and they're easy. As I said, easy to move about. Um, They just flourish when they're outside. I mean, because let's face it, there's no such thing as a house plant. No house, no plant would claim indoors for their natural habitat. So it is good. good right. <laughs> it is good for them to, to get outside.
0: When you move those plants back in, because often that's when, if you're going to have an insect or something, it's when they come back in from outside that that hits. So how do you treat your plants when you're bringing them indoors?
1: Well, I just want to back up for a second about bringing them out. The one thing you want to do when you bring out your your herbs is you want to harden them off carefully. Um, You Mm -hmm. don't want to just like put them out in the sunlight or in a breezy place. You know, you want to let them acclimate to the outdoors because their growth is real tender from being inside. It's not as tough as a a plant coming up in the garden. So you want to be careful about that and match their light requirements. But bringing them back in, um, I like to start in mid-August. I'll start looking around to see, you know, I'll examine the pots to make sure that there's no insects. You know, I'll use like maybe the hydrogen um, peroxide um, solution. I I might spray them with safer soap Mm. underneath the leaves and uh, three or four applications before I actually bring them in. I'll look under the rims of the pots and the bottoms to make sure that, um, there's, mm-hmm. there's not insects or eggs or anything like that. The other thing I should have mentioned, when you do move your herbs outside, if you actually set them in, in your garden spot, um, don't set your pots right down on the soil or the ground. Put a little um, tile or a board or something under it so their roots don't start to go into the soil. So you can pull them back up. Um one of the other things I like yeah. to do about bringing them back in, so we talked about like basil and cilantro late August or you know mid August is a good time to start the seeds of annual herbs to bring back in, so you actually can start them outside mm-hmm. and they get the benefit of the natural world, you know mother nature helping them, and then you'll bring them back in and you have a whole slew of fresh annual herbs um bring back indoors
0: right yeah then you can use those for cooking or just enjoying their smell right yeah so let's talk about um do you have some favorite big herbs for beginning uh gardeners those who are going to start growing herbs indoors for the first time
1: with um i think basil i love flat leaf italian parsley that does well there's mints, um, there's chocolate mint, or, you know, the mints do really well, and they don't need an exact heavy, bright window. Cilantro mm-hmm. is, a, is another good one. I love patchouli indoors. It's a fun, unusual house plant. Lavender, um, lavender grosso. I mean, there are lavenders that do particularly well, and I cover those in my book um, Spanish lavender, lavender mm-hmm. grosso. Um, those plants have, are, have been used for about 10 years as indoor, um, lab, you know, house plants or topiaries or things like that. And so when you're looking for your plants, like Richter's is a good, uh, herb catalog. And what you might want to do if you're thinking about growing herbs indoors is get a couple good herb catalogs and just educate yourself. Go through, and they will tell you some that do better indoors than others. I mean, there's some um, Mm -hmm. lavenders that would be totally not proper to bring indoors. I mean, they're um, like, think about lavender phenomenal. I mean, that's a huge, gigantic lavender. It's wonderful in the garden, but you don't want that inside. So you want to do a little bit of research. Um, And personal preference really um, does play a big role because you can, these aren't just house plants, you can use them um, for teas, seasonings, um, aromatherapy. So it's up to you, but there are some herbs that, for the beginner, and as I said, parsley, basil, and there's even, um, if you go to Renee's uh, it's an online seed company, great one. She has a whole yeah. um, collection of miniature plants, small plants that you can, you know, grow in pots or bring indoors. So that would be a, a good place.
0: Right. So choosing as something that's designed to be kept small oh, yeah. is probably a, is a good idea, too. Yeah. Yeah, and then let, lastly, but what is there an unusual herb? I mean, you mentioned cardamom, which I've never heard anyone growing cardamom.
1: I have two. I have two, and I, I, I'm glad that you asked that question because people often ask me, you know, what's your favorite herb? Well, it depends on what year it is. Every year, there's something new. One that I discovered from Richter's catalog was um, African power cress. And it's I, uh, some of you, oh. your um, listeners might be familiar with splaties. It's a uh, it's a plant. They sometimes call it eyeball plant. That's one um, species. Okay. Well, he has one that's called African powercress, and it's uh it's, it's 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 a spreading plant, but it doesn't get real large. But it makes a real pretty indoor plant. It has little yellow button flowers. But the interesting thing about that plant is if Chefs are experimenting with it because when you taste the leaves, you get a tingling sensation, electric tingling sensation on your tongue. And then but the most imp- cool. interesting thing about it is it comes from Africa and it's supposed to help your powers of persuasion. So leaders <laughs> want to coworkers will eat some of that before they, um, have a big meeting or they're, you know, have a concept or topic that they want to get across and influence people, they'll, they'll have that. Oh, wow. So that's an
0: interesting. Okay.
1: The second one is um, lemon leaf. Platranc. I can never, I always split tr- tranthus, but there's, a, there's a lot of different ones, but this one's called Mount Carbine and it was a new introduction from Australia but anyway, it's got these beautiful, fuzzy lemon-scented um, leaves. It's a pretty plant. Fragrance, the lemon fragrance is unbelievable. Um, but you can make a real nice, simple syrup from it, a lemon syrup, mm-hmm. and use it for cocktails or use it to make sorbets or um, cakes and cookies. And so that one is a great one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you've got a a lot of enthusiasm and I think uh, listeners should uh, check out your book if they're interested in growing herbs indoors. Um, And a lot of the advice applies to growing herbs outdoors as well. It's just a lot of good, solid advice. So thanks very much, Susan, for being on the podcast and uh, good luck with the book. Thank you for having me. If you are enjoying Grow It Minnesota, Please subscribe, follow, and give us a review over on Apple Podcasts. That really helps me reach more cold climate gardeners. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another show.